0: Look at all, we're in the book of Shofetim, fourth chapter. And we are continuing the story. We are continuing the story of Yavin, the king of Chatzor, and Sisera, his general, from the city of Haroshet-Hagoin. To give you a rundown on all the characters again, because you said we were having trouble remembering. Mm-hmm. We've only studied really two big stories so far. One was a story of Ehud, Ben-Gerah, from the tribe of Binyamin, who was against Eglon, the king of Moab. You have Ehud against Eglon, okay? And that's when Moab had come into Israel and they had caused issues, and then Ehud routed them. Second story, the Jewish people start to sin again, and then you have Devorah is the prophetess, Barak is the general, Devorah is from... Where was she from? She was from uh, uh, Ephraim. What was it? I think so. Yeah, Tomer Deva Ephraim. And then you had Barak from Kedesh Naftali, right? Barak was from Naftali. And they are up against Sisera, the general, and Yavin is the king. Okay? So Sisera is a bad guy. Yavin is a bad guy. Uh, Devorah is, a, is the prophetess. She's good. And Barak is the general. Okay. Now, what had happened is that Devorah goes to Barak and says, Go, God, had given, given me, God gave me a Nebuah. You have to go and you have to attack. Uh, you go, go to Har Tavor, go to the mountain of Tavor, which is next to a place called... The valley of something. Yeah, Nahal Kishon. Okay, go to the mountain of Tavor, which is next to Nahal Kishon. And I will bring Sisera to you there and you will defeat him there. And what is Barak's response? Come with me. Come with me. I'm scared to go alone. Or, or maybe mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm righteous enough to go alone. But I didn't like that. I think that was a religious... That was a cop-out. Um, that was a cop-out cop answer. I think the, 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 the Peshat is that he had a little bit of a, confidence. A confidence issues or like a little bit of anxiety to go himself. Mm-hmm. He wanted the, the woman of God to come with him. So she says, okay, I'll come with you. But then you know if I come, you're not going to get all the glory. The glory won't be yours. The glory will belong to a... Woman, they go to Hartavor, and Sisera comes, and Barak goes down in the in the valley in the Nahal Kishon Valley, and he routs him. And now Sisera runs away. He, uh, God had actually confused them; he caused like a panic amongst the military people of Sisera, and then the Jewish people, led by Barak, from Naphtali. Succeeded in routing them. Now, Sisera runs away from the scene of battle. He gets off his horse and he runs away And if you remember at the beginning of the story, we had discussed that At the beginning of the book, we said that Cain, the descendant of Yitro had gone and dwelled with the children of Yehuda in the south mm-hmm. Now before our story It told us that Hever, from the family of the Kenim, from the family of Yitro Khever, that family of Yitro's descendants Went and lived somewhere in the north, and they were on good terms with the Canaanite king Yavin and Sisera. Okay, so so picture like this: that that in the north, where the Canaanites are are causing all their damage, the Jewish people now succeed. Now they, they now they, they won in the battle, but there is like um like a, what's it called an autonomous zone where it's safe for either side. Okay, and that would be the area of Khever Hakeni, Khever, the descendant of Yitro. Okay? So if, if Sisera is running away from the scene of battle and he has nowhere to run, the only place he can go is this, one. this place, where he's on good terms with these descendants of Yitro. Now why would the descendants of Yitro be on good terms with the Canaanite king? They're not Jewish, but they're not against the Jews. Even, even they're, they're not necessarily as ethnically Jewish as the rest of the Jewish people, so they're able to get along with the non-Jewish Outsiders, okay? Good. So, Pasuk 16 said, Barak ran after and he chased down the people, the, the chariots and the camp until Kharoshat Tagoim and all of the camp of Sisera fell. Nobody was left over. Now, Pasuk Yudzan, Sisera gets off his horse and he runs by foot. To the tent, wait, to the tent everyone. of what? He just said he wiped out everyone and now Sisera wasn't wiped out. He wiped out the Sisera's camp but not Sisera himself. Okay. And he runs away to the tent of Yael, the wife of Khever Hakeni. Okay? So this family of Khever Hakeni. Yael is the wife of the, the patriarch. And again, he, Sisera runs to her. Why Because there was Because peace between Yaabin the king of Khatzar and between the house of Khever Ha'keni, Approach here, my master. Approach here. Do not fear. And he turns and he goes into her tent and, he co- and she covers him with a blanket. Okay? Why uh, did he go into the house of the woman and not the house of Kheber himself? Like a, it seems counterintuitive. He should have gone to the house of the man, where he would be protected. But he goes to the house of his wife. Why would he put, pitch himself in the house of the, the tent of his wife? Very bad guy. Woman, no, no, no. <laughs> so the answer is because Am Yisrael, and I, this beautiful answer, It's but the Kliyakar says it, that Am Yisrael had a very strict code of tzini'un where men, even in, in, mili- in times of military distress, wouldn't just open up the tent of a woman to see if they, to, to check in there, you know, they wouldn't like a, just like randomly walk into the woman's tent. They had a lot of tsenyut and they, they wouldn't, they took it very seriously to give a woman her privacy. So Sisera goes into the, into the tent knowing that Jewish people never just intrude on a woman's tent in general. It's a beautiful idea, okay? I don't know that. I don't know that, Kliakar said it, okay. Okay, so she comes out and she says, come, she covers him with a blanket. So he's getting nice and warm, it's toasty. And he says to her, give me some water for I, am, for I am thirsty. She opens the pitcher of milk. And she gave him warm milk and she covered him with a blanket. Warm milk, it's making him go to sleep. Oh yeah, he's cold outside. It was probably raining in the battle. He runs, he's like Shivering. She covers him, she dries him, she gives him nice milk. Now he's dozing off. So he says to her, knowing that he's falling asleep, Stand attention to the tent. And if a man would come and will ask you, If anybody comes and says, Is there a man in this tent? Just say, No. You could even see, like, he says, if a man were to come, he's not, not concerned that a man is going to come into the tent. He's concerned that a man will knock on her door or in a tent yeah. thing and ask her, is there a man in here? Mm, and if she says no, he knows that nobody will, will even look. Mm. It's, it's really a beautiful thing to see the level of tziniyut. Okay? Pesukah Aleph. So in the meantime, he fell asleep. And she's like, okay, okay, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll do that service for you she takes the peg of the tent one of the things that were holding the tent up she takes the mallet in her hand she comes in quietly and secretly and she stuck the peg of the tent into his temple and, his temple. and it got stuck into the ground probably from the side I don't know from the side and he said, I thought he didn't die I did, what do you mean he didn't, he didn't die and he had fallen asleep and he had been exhausted and now he is dead what do you mean he didn't die? I thought he was, like, alive for the, like, people saw that he was pegged to the ground, and then she killed him. No, I yeah. never heard that before. No. Was there another scene? I don't know how somebody's Anah. head could get pegged into the From ground. The middle, could miss the thing. Okay, okay. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> not, not for me. Wait, was there another time? No, you're thinking, you're thinking about one of the stories of the Khashmunaim, no? Yehudit. Yehudit. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, there, that's another story that mimics the story of Yael. Okay, it's the story of Yehudit. Okay. But I don't remember the story in details. So so okay. They come to, come to so, he was, a, the, he was exhausted and now he's dead. And now Barak is running after Sisera. And Yael comes out to greet him. Come and let me show you the man that you are seeking. Because she knows. She's a wise woman and he comes into her tent, and the peg is in his head, and the peg is in his head, God humbled Yavin the king of Canaan from the Jewish people, from the Jewish people, excuse me, the hand of the Jewish people became stronger and stronger, over this king, of, this king Yavin, until they completely eradicated Yavin king of Canaan, so, that's the end of the story. Now, what's interesting about the story is two things. One, when it seems almost like there's a bit of an irony at the end, where the, the story ends in an unexpected way. Because when Deborah first told Barak that, woman is that, a... that the woman is going to be the source of your glory, who is Barak thinking that woman is going Deborah. to be Deborah. But it was But it seems like really the savior of the story is Yael. Okay, so that's one interesting thing. The other interesting thing is that the dominant characters in the story are all women. Very, very interesting I don't know Why what, is that interesting? It, it's interesting because It's, it's interesting because um, The archetype of a strong woman mm. a, a woman who's a leader And, and is the leader of Bene Israel it's, it's, not a, it's not common in antiquity To see women in such positions of power Miriam was that what are you talking about? Miriam was that he, Not necessarily She was like that for the women it says, The women came after Miriam. Shifra Shifram Pua which Shifra were midwives. They weren't, they weren't leaders. Nobody knew what they did. They're, everything they did was a secret. Shifra Pua, no. Miriam, no. It's a, rare, it's a rare thing to find. Now, we find it in, in Tanakh a lot. You do find it. You just, missed the, you just, you just got the wrong ones. One was um, uh, Abigail, the wife of David. There's a story in which David is going to kill someone and then she comes out very, very intelligently and she stops David in his tracks. Um, another strong woman is Rivka, That It seems like between Yitzchak and Rivka, who is the one who has the foresight to know that Yaakov is the proper son? It's Rivka. Rivka is the dominant figure in that whole story. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a common theme to see strong women in Tanakh. It's not as common to see them in antiquity. So it's interesting that the Torah, there, there, is, a, there is a role of, of leadership that a woman plays even over men in some situations. It's very interesting. I think feminists would love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they should. I, I don't think they would give the Torah that, uh, that, that break. They would just say, oh no, the Torah is a pa- patriarchal. Did okay. you ever get this far into to Maybe Okay But, but it's, an, it's an interesting thing To think about Tomorrow Bezeroshem, Is the song of Devorah So upon mm-hmm. The success of this battle This was a huge battle For Bnei Israel Yavin The king of Kena'an Was a difficult adversary And upon his destruction It was a very It was a good It was a, like a huge Momentous occasion So Devorah sings a song In thanks to God And one more thing To point out by the way Is that we've now done Our third Really like our third story The first was Otniel the second was Ehud, and the third was Devorah. Now, all three of these leaders were kind of like above reproach. These were top, top-notch leaders. After, from now on, we're going to see like a break in the story. An angel is going to come and rebuke Israel and whatever. From now on, the leaders are going to get a little bit worse. Okay, they're not going to be as quality. You're going to see big flaws on part of the leadership. A little bit further away from, from God. A little bit further away from God. Okay, so we'll explore that. Bezeir Hashem in the coming days. Amen, amen.